Hey guys, assalamu alaikum. Welcome to Rio Podcast with me, your bestie, your sister Amina. Today is going to be a special uh, edition, it's going to be a special session. I'm having my guest here, my friend Fatima, and uh, it is the year. The year is ending, it's 2023. I'm having my cinnamon here. I have my dawa here, ginger, uh, black pepper, and turmeric. And uh, hands up, attention, <laughs> we have flu, so you're going to see a lot of sneezing, a lot of coughing as we laugh away the, the conversation, through the conversation and everything we do. So this is going to be a special edition. We are wrapping up 2023, we're going to talk about everything, the ugly, the good, the grief, the laughter, lessons we learned in 2023, what was the most amazing things everything that comes to our mind to say goodbye to the year for me it sounds too early till right now i cannot bring to my head 2023 is ending i know it feels like yesterday <laughs> it feels like yesterday wallahi till right now it's uh i think almost 9 p.m and my head like it hasn't clicked in my head the year is ending but here we go bismillah let's welcome fatima you welcome yourself <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. It's the first time I'm having a guest. And this this is my first time on a podcast ever. <laughs> so I hope it's going to be a good one. And you know what? Uh, like she said, we have flu. So we're going to be coughing and sneezing throughout. She had the flu, then she... I give it to you. Yes, <laughs> she transferred the flu to me. <laughs> so we're trying to survive through this flu. But I saw a video on TikTok... They were saying, um, I don't know, it was a guy who was saying in New York, like everyone has flu, including him. And everybody in the comment was saying everywhere in their country, there's flu. And I was like, POV, you are in Istanbul. Everyone has flu. Yeah, everyone has flu. Yeah, so. uh, a year, a, a whole year, 2023, it's been, it's been, let's say it's been a year, like most craziest uh, year. But Alhamdulillah, we are here and I hope. Uh, 2024 is going to be a great year, inshallah. To begin with, let me just ask you the most random thing. 2023 in one word, what will you say? Mm. You can have the microphone. 2023 in one year. In one word. Uh, in one word. Confusing. Oh, confusing <laughs> year for me. It's a very confusing year for me, to be honest. It's uh, It's been... A roller coaster over here, like it's been up and down, you know, like it's it's confusing in the sense that I I, I don't know, like it's it's I was just watching one of my videos I posted last year. I mean this year. I'm already speaking <laughs> about last year. I was watching a video I posted on sixteenth of January twenty twenty two. Yeah, twenty twenty two. This is twenty twenty three, right? Yeah. Twenty twenty two. No. This year. This year, January 16th, 2023, I was watching the videos like, so much has, you know, has passed, but it has passed so fast. That's why it's confusing. It's like, I feel like it's not complete. It's like the year hasn't ended, but it has to end because you cannot stop time, you know? So I guess also because of the, the situation in Palestine, the ongoing genocide that's why it feels like heavy you know like it's like we are going to 2024 while we are still watching 
a whole genocide unfolding so it's it's a uh, it feels like it's not real it's like suffocating i feel like to three was suffocating <laughs> It's, it, I feel like the last three months of 2023 has been suffocating because of the genocide yeah. in, in Palestine. It feels like, I don't even know how to put it in words. But uh, inshallah, as Muslims, we believe that, you know, everything happens for a reason. And inshallah, we will see the hands of Allah through this. Definitely. Inshallah, yeah. we, we keep praying and, you know, hoping um, for the best, inshallah. Yeah. For me, if I can say 2023 in one word... I can say good. 2023 was a good year, even though it started with crazy things yeah. and it is ending crazy, but everything I've experienced, of how I've grown, like of what middle, I've seen, yes, in the middle of, you, in the yeah. middle of me, like, like things have been good. From the starting, it wasn't good. Right, from the beginning and in the end. Yes. As we put across, what is it called, the genocide that's happening in Palestine and everything. Someone saying the what have you achieved this year yeah i survived that's, that's all that matters i survived at this point that's that's all i'm thinking about like we survived because look we had a whole earthquake that killed more than a hundred thousand people like it was devastating like the most it was the most the biggest earthquake that happened in turkey yeah so we survived that um people have passed away like so many people People, are, so many people have passed away this year alone. I like, won't. and we are here. We are still living and breathing. So, Alhamdulillah. You know, above everything else, we have to say Alhamdulillah. Yep. That we have survived. You know. So true. Okay, now let's get into each month mm. and what it brought or what you experienced, the unique things, the lessons you learned, what happened. January. For me, I don't. I can't remember January. The only thing I remember January is having my finals. And then I just finished my finals, came to February, earthquake happened. Mm. That is the first thing I can, I, I can remember of January and February. But February was so heavy on me till today, subhanAllah, I remember till today. I was just reflecting. Uh, I, I, there's a question I asked on my Instagram, Q&A, and then somebody was like, I, I don't want to move on or like everything that happened. And I'm like, I cannot feel whatever the Palestinians are feeling. But I know one thing, it is pain. Yeah. So I was comparing the pain I felt because that's the only pain I know yeah. during the earthquake. The trauma I got from that earthquake till today exists. So I was like, imagine me just on an earthquake that last, I think it was only two days. The first day was less than a minute. Less than a minute, the whole Turkey was destroyed. Almost half of Turkey was destroyed. And the aftershocks, and that was so huge. So in my head, I'm like, in just less than a minute, I felt that fear. A lot of life was lost. I remember you telling uh, Yes, everything was like shuttered down just in less than a minute. Imagine the people who have been feeling that, the people of Palestine, for 75 years and 73 days, right? This is yeah, almost three months. 80, 83, 83 days, almost, imagine. Yeah. So I'm like, I cannot even imagine the, the pain and unease the people of Palestine are feeling. I cannot imagine at all. So tell us February and January uh, in your year. January? January, have I was, the January I was in Kenya. <laughs> okay. Yeah, January, was, I went home. I went home and it was the best time, you know, home is always, um, home will always be home. There's one thing about me, 
Kenya will always be home to me, east or west. That that is where home is the best. <laughs> that is where I will always and forever call home. Regardless, you know the worst part is going to Kenya. I I I don't have like my parents. Both my parents passed away. Allah yarhamu. It's not like I'm going to my father's house or my mother's house. I'm going to my sister's home. And my sister even doesn't completely live there. She's like partially lives there, but she was born there. Even if she was not there, I would still have gone to Kenya, regardless. That is that's, home. Yeah, that's how much it feels like, you know, home to me. Because that's where I grew up. That's where I experienced all my childhood. So I was in uh, in Kenya. I had the greatest time because I saw my sister's kids and I really, really loved my sister's kids. So I was happy. I was, you know, all I did the whole time I was in Kenya, I was at home taking care of the my sister's kids. The whole time. I didn't go anywhere. I didn't go for a holiday. That was holiday for me enough. So, inshallah, I'm looking forward to go home again. Yeah, uh, that was January. January. February. Then I came back, the earthquake, like two, two three days after. Before the earthquake? Yeah, I came because the earthquake happened, I think, on 6th of February. You right? came on 6th? No, I came on 2nd of February. Yeah, after a few days. Yeah, after a few days, the earthquake happened. But me, I didn't feel the earthquake, alhamdulillah, because that time I was living on the Asian side. So we didn't feel it. Well, I just woke up, I think you texted me. Yeah. And one of our, other, uh, of our friends, who also texted me. She was like, did you feel anything? I, I actually woke up to messages at 4 a.m. Yeah. I think you... It, yeah, it was 4 a.m. Yeah. 4 a.m. Yeah. But I didn't feel anything. I was on the Asian side, so we didn't we didn't feel the earthquake. Maybe I don't know. It was just some parts, but but I didn't feel. So I don't know how it feels like to experience earthquake. But what people were saying is the earthquake was supposed to happen in Istanbul. So now we are living in fear. Yeah, like we lived in <laughs> fear for two to three months. No, me <laughs> until today. I'm paranoid. Every day I go to bed. I'm thinking there's going to be an earthquake. And for some reason, I always think it's going to happen at 11 p.m. Every single day, then I have to snap out of that thought. I'm like, whatever Allah has decreed for us, well, it will happen, happen for us. Yeah. You know, you should have total yaqeen and total iman that whatever Allah has decreed for you, it will happen. Irregardless okay. of your thoughts, your plans, whatever. I even downloaded an app to alert me if there's an earthquake. My friends. I should not be laughing. <laughs> I'm telling you. But the fear, oh my goodness. I even paid for it. You know, it's a Turkish um, app that allows you. It's not a Turkish app. It's, it's, I don't know if it was developed in Turkey, but it has English so I can read. Oh. But here's the thing. If it allows me and I'm sleeping, how will I know? And my phone is always silent. Yeah. I don't like to put my phone on, uh, on uh, voice at night. Do you like to do that? Like to put your phone on? My phone is never off when I go. All the time. Even at night. Even at night. I don't put my phone on silent mode. Me, I have to at put all. because I have clients. They call me in the middle of the night from oh, US. Yeah, uh, it will wake me up all the time. So sometimes, you know, clients call me from these countries where we have like eight hours difference. Oh. So I don't like I don't like to keep my phone on at night. It's just it just scares me when I when it, it goes on. February was the struggle now of the earthquake. We even had to go to a place to do some... Uh, yeah, we were doing, we were volunteering. Yeah, we were volunteering to pack. It was so much trauma and so much trauma, um, heaviness in Turkey at the time yeah. because so many lives were lost. It was intense. There was so much sadness, so much uh, sad pictures and sad videos and sad... Like, it was just sad, it was sad, a sad, sad. moment. Yeah. Well, I think almost So I don't know even how February went. Yeah. And then I came back from Kenya, so again, I was trying to... Um, you know, like get back into life, get back into work, you know, like picking myself up, 
like that. So February went by so fast. And February is less than 30 months. So you can imagine. Yeah. February, because February was so heavy for all of us, mm. especially to those people who live in Turkey. Mm. It was so bad. Let me just give you a context on how the earthquake made me. Till today, I have that nightmare. Sometimes, like, I just feel my bed is moving because it was, the earthquake was just less than a minute. And then, like, I felt my bed was moving. My bed literally moved. And then uh, the the cabinet that was next to my bed, it also moved. Shaking. Everything was shaking. The light was shaking. And the fear I woke up, oh, my goodness, panel. Till today, sometimes I usually feel my bed is moving. And the first thing that comes to my mind is like, okay, it's earthquake. Yeah. Like I've adapted to it. I never knew. I've experienced earthquake, but not as heavy as the one before, on February. Where? Yes, before this one, 2021, it happened in Konya. Oh, like we okay. felt, I think it happened in Greece. And then we also felt okay. the aftershocks, whatever. And then, okay. no, it wasn't that heavy. Okay. And I didn't know that time. Mm. Like I came to know after that, my okay. friends told me, oh, that was earthquake. Mm. And I'm like, wait a minute. You guys have earthquake? That was new to me. I never knew. And then uh, I think two months before the, the, the February earthquake, there was an earthquake in uh, Duzje, a neighboring yeah, city here. Yeah, yeah, we also yeah. felt it a bit. I did feel it. I felt that. Yeah. It wasn't that much. But now the real, real deal came on February. The February, you felt it? I felt it. My bed moved. <laughs> so two times? Two times. Mm. My bed moved. And that is where I got, what is it called? The trauma. Oh. And the, the like, Every time, like, I have a dream of my bed moving, the first thing that comes to my mind is the earthquake. Yeah. I think for for me, uh, because I was living on the Asian side, both of them I didn't feel. Oh. And I think people were saying it's because uh, I used to live in Chekmekoi. Chekmekoi is because there's mountains. So if there's mountains, it's very... I, I don't know where I read that from. <laughs> the amount of research I did after that earthquake. <laughs> the amount of knowledge I collected after the earthquake. God knows. <laughs> but they were saying, if you live like in a mountainous place, like uh, the impact, you might not feel the impact of an earthquake. I don't know what is the science or geography behind that. But uh, but yeah, we didn't feel it, I think, because of that reason. Oh, I, I, don't, I don't believe in that, whatever you write. I don't but, believe in that. <laughs> but the funniest part is I've had nightmares about earthquake. Oh. And it has never happened to me. Wow. So the earthquake happened around for for thirty, for ten, and in my head I was like, I'm gonna wake up for tahajjud, and that is how I came to wake up. Mm. Usually I don't wake up lightly, mm. but in my mind I program myself. Okay, for thirty I'm waking up for tahajjud, and then even before four thirty the earthquake happened. My roommate, I had a roommate at that time. My roommate was asleep. She didn't feel anything. I, I didn't even scream, let me tell you. <laughs> she didn't feel the earthquake? No, she was sleeping. Wow. I woke her later. Like, I woke up at, like, 30 minutes. She was a heavy sleeper. She was a heavy sleeper. She didn't wake up. And me, I could have, like, I didn't have the energy to wake her up. Mm-hmm. Like, I completely froze on my bed. Yeah. Literally, yeah. the only thing that came from my mouth what the adkar, the du'as, and the yeah, Qur'an. Yeah. The amount of Qur'an I read on that day. <laughs> small, small fear. You start reading all the Qur'an, you know. Small, small fear. Hey. Till today, I make it like something fun. Mm. The amount of Qur'an I read on that day. I wish I read the Qur'an every single day. Wallahi. The amount of Qur'an and the amount of dhikr I did on that day. Definitely, I came to reflect one month or like, no, 
few hours after that because i didn't even reflect my roommate and my like we were three girls living in that no we were four girls one room we were living me and her yes. and then the other two rooms they were living separately so we were four girls mm-hmm. It is the late the, the sisters I was living with, the ones who reminded me. I mean, if today you died, you could have died in good hands. Because yeah. the only thing you were saying, you were just reading the Quran mm-hmm. and you were doing your dhikr. Like, I don't even... That, the, the rest of the guys were sleeping, all of them. Oh, man, let me tell you. <laughs> let me just give you now the story. Uh, <laughs> let me give you the story. I froze on my bed. Literally, I was not able to move at all. The only thing I was able to move is my tongue. So I read a lot of the dhikr. I did a lot of Quran. The girl who was sleeping on the next room, she was screaming. Mind you, I didn't even hear her screams. She's the one who came to tell me. I was dead completely, numb, numb. From the brain to the legs, I was numb. I didn't even hear her calling from there. From the screaming from the next room. She was screaming on top of her bed. And then my roommate was just sleeping. At all. Now, like, after everything calmed down. And the lady sleeping in your room. She didn't even wake up at all. She didn't wake up at all. And you could not even try to wake her up. How can I even... You froze. You froze. I froze. Li- I was telling my dad the story. Like, yeah. I literally froze on my bed. Yeah. I could not able to move. I wasn't able to move. I wasn't even able to hear. Like, the other sister was calling me. I didn't even hear her. Yeah. She's the one who told me, like, after that. Later, yeah. Later, she told me that. And, like, after some... Uh, I think after 10 minutes, now she came into the room. She's like, I mean, why didn't you respond to me? I've been calling you. Did you hear the earthquake? And I was like, I was freezing. She found me doing my adhkar and my dhikr. Yeah. She stood. She woke up my roommate. And she's like, wake up, wake up, wake up. You're having an earthquake. <laughs> Imagine now her, the lady. Imagine. She, she walked in shock. Yeah. She's like, I didn't feel anything. Why didn't you guys wake me up? And then she's like, I mean, I cannot even move. The only thing I was doing was just doing my thick But she didn't hear anything. So yes, because the trauma. trauma yeah. She was saved from the trauma. Yeah. But for me, I have that trauma till today. Mm. But subhanAllah, something I came to appreciate is like the fact like and that how the the dean says like if your tongue is used to the yeah, akar, the dhikr, yeah. if you're used to doing anything good, your death will find you in a good state. That is the reflection I came out of from the earthquake and from February. Yeah. Till yeah, today, it was really, really tough. Subhanallah, yeah. and I really appreciate that. Alhamdulillah, I know I experienced. I got a new fear. Yeah, I got a new fear. Also, but it's not easy. Yeah. I wasn't able to sleep the whole month, yeah. the whole month, mm-hmm. and it was the first time I came to reflect on the names of Allah. Mm-hmm. That is the day my head clicked. Allah is a Rahman, yeah. because like sleeping throughout the month i was like i had so much anxiety so the only thing like i had is just to beg my rub to allow me to sleep and i was like i remember sleep i was like ya rabbi ya rahman you are a rahman please i'm telling you allah is a rahman and he's the one who got me through the earthquake wallahi i'm not even lying to you that is the day my head came in terms with the reflection of allah reflecting on his name I felt the Rahmah. And something funny, mm. every time I reflect on the name of Allah, that month I was only reflecting on Rahman. Mm. Every single day I was sleeping on a Rahman, waking up on a Rahman, like I felt the Rahmah of yeah. Allah. Okay. If it was not Allah, things could have been so bad for me. It but only, like it was the only hope. You know, as you know, you know, kept us Calm. together. Yes. As, as in every difficult situation, there is khair because... Allah himself, he himself, 
Allah, the mighty, he promised that, that he promised us that he will test us. Definitely. He will test us with loss of life, with the uh, difficulties, well, loss of children, you know, everything. We, 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 it is part of life. So yeah. we have to have total yaqeen and find the goodness in that loss. In the qadr. You know, we have to find the iman to go through <laughs> the will to go through that yeah, yeah because many people go through a lot of things yeah you know that was february alhamdulillah i think it should be with here. march because we were struggling from february <laughs> too much through march and then march we we moved in i moved in yeah. fatima wasn't with me yeah. i moved into this uh, house yeah on uh, march it was march it was happening. yeah no, it was it was at the end of March. Like we fully came in, like we deposited. I think around 18 of March. Okay. Yeah. So we fully moved in uh, April. Okay. Ramadan when we starting here. Mm-hmm. And something funny. So we started Ramadan here. Yeah, we started Ramadan here. So uh, before we got this house, there's something amazing I did. I don't know. It's Allah who did. It's Allah who did that. <coughs> like house hunting here in Istanbul is crazy. It is crazy, especially. If if like if you're going with a budget, if you have a budget, if you are a foreigner, <sighs> it is not for the faint-hearted. No it way. Is extreme sports. <laughs> looking for a house. That process was really hard for me, and like so on the last, I think around the third March. Now we came to see the house, and I was like, "Ya Rab, I'm exhausted. Let this house be the house." Because like we viewed several houses, other houses we didn't like, others like it was out of our budget, others they were not in the areas we wanted. Others are saying you should come and live with us. Yeah. There are men living in the house, ridiculous. Like I'm gonna rent a room for you. I am a woman, you're a man. How are we supposed to live in the same house? It's I'm telling you, looking it for is a, house. a challenge living looking for a house in Istanbul. So like the last day before we signed the contract of this house, looking for a house in Turkey, it's character development, yeah, especially in Istanbul. Yeah, I know. So what I did, like I broke down. I was like, Ya Rab, I'm just tired. Only you can come through for me. Mm. I have no one else. And believe you me, the following day. The, the the real the real estate guys they called us and they told okay you guys can bring your deposit mm. oh yeah. yeah after you have viewed it after we viewed the yeah, house after yeah. i cried yeah. i took my affairs to my rob yeah. <laughs> you know who else do you have <laughs> i cried there was some financial difficulties yeah. that was like i was tired looking for houses i was really tired mm. like i like i think i had three other girls and like the, with the process i all lost all of them those guys the, the, the girls so who like initially came. new okay. ones came okay. because i'm not renting the house alone yeah, yeah. i'm a student so we have to co-share the house yeah. and then i found now my current housemates that how much was april ramadan mm. that was the best thing that happened to me mm. and the best ramadan the best memory i have of 2023 is 2023 ramadan ah, what happened? that was amazing <laughs> <laughs> that Ramadan was special mm. because most of the du'as that I made last Ramadan 2022 came true. Oh, and one yes. of them was the house. Mm. 2022 when I was praying, I, like I had uh, a roommate and all of that. I wasn't happy in the situation I was. Oh, okay. I didn't like it. Mm. And I remember every single day that I prayed my tahajjud, mm-hmm. I was asking Allah for a house. Yeah. I was asking Allah for a house and I think a laptop and an iPad... Allah answered all the prayers and more. 
Allah answered Momo in ways like I never expected. Mm-hmm. So like coming to uh, came, moving to this house mm-hmm. and starting Ramadan, it was a moment for me of reflection. Yeah. I was reflecting gratitude. gratitude, literally. Like I moved from asking, crying when I was asking for something to crying just mm-hmm. because of gratefulness. Yeah. Like 2023 Ramadan was amazing. You know, it's unbelievable. Sometimes you make dua and then Allah answers them and you're like, you are, you are, sometimes I feel like I am, I am uh, not I worthy. Yeah. And not, not only not worth, not worthy. Yes. But also out of words. Yeah. Like I cannot believe, uh, like Allah answered my prayers and that's how, you know, like that's wrong because Allah is, um, Allah is Al-Mujib. Yeah, so uh, we should totally... Uh, have give, the full yaqeen. Making, yeah, when you're making dua, you should go with the total belief that he's going to answer. That means I am wishy-washy in my business of, uh, of yes. asking Allah for dua. <laughs> I am wishy-washy because when he answers, I'm like in shock. I'm like, Allah answered my, my yeah. dua. It's like, it's incredible. So I should... It's, it's a lesson for me every time when I'm, I make dua, I should, you know, like, always like, go into it. Allah is going to answer it. And that yeah. is the characteristics of when du'a, the acceptance of du'a yeah. is like you should have yeah, the yaqeen Allah is going to accept your du'a. That is the characteristics of acceptance. Yeah. So at least now we know. My Ramadan, my Ramadan was lonely. The most <laughs> loneliest Ramadan I have ever experienced. <laughs> Ramadan, in fact, yeah, inshallah, my plan is not to be here during Ramadan. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm going to find a country to go to. <laughs> And experience yeah. Ramadan somewhere else. It does feel lonely here in Ramadan yeah. because there's no Taraweeh, there's no Tahajjud. Forget about that. I was alone. <laughs> not below. My cousin was not there. So I was by myself. We were alone. I was alone and I loved it. There was, um, Sophia was not here? No, Sophia was here. Fatima was here. But I spent like in the room, I'm alone. In the house, I'm alone. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. I was alone in the entire house. I was the only black person in the entire neighborhood. <laughs> It was the most loneliest Ramadan, I promise. But I was walking through her, so I didn't notice. Oh, okay. But let me tell you an experience that I experienced during Ramadan. Okay, tell us. One day, I went to this masjid. To The, the best thing about being alone during Ramadan is I have all the time to do ibadah. Yeah, that's the best thing. Yeah, I don't have responsibilities. I was ordering food throughout. Yeah, I didn't that's cook. something I came to appreciate and love yeah, because I have I no think, responsibilities waiting for me. Yeah, I think I cooked two times. In fact, the whole of 2023, I can count the number of times I cooked. When I moved here is when I started cooking from October, from January to All the way August. to August, we're not cooking anything. I cooked three, two times, three times, I think, I was in that house during Ramadan. The rest of the time, when it reaches Maghrib, I just order food and I eat. I go back, I read Quran, I do what I have to do, but I really took my time. Whatever I was doing, whatever I was praying for, maybe I wasn't focusing on it. But I was focusing on making the most out of it because I was by myself. I went for Taraweeh only one day in the masjid in the neighborhood. Can you tell us the Taraweeh of this country? It's the most confusing Taraweeh. <laughs> I even have videos I took. I took a video of people praying in the masjid. You know, like they were praying two rakat, two rakat, two rakat. The whole. They only pray four rakats, I guess. I don't even remember because I came, I think, halfway. Yeah, they pray four but rakats. They were praying two rakats and they were reading short surahs. From everywhere, but in Kenya, we start from the beginning. So it's not like Bakara. in Kenya, in Africa, in Asia, because yeah. that is where okay. we experience Ramadan. I haven't been to Asia. No, so. the Asia, like the Middle East and all of that, like they finish the Quran. I don't know. Malaysia, I... they also do the same thing. Yeah. Okay, technically, yes, that's how it's supposed to be. But yeah. in Turkey, 
But I think, I, I remember I, I mentioned it on my stories, but they said maybe it's in your neighborhood. Other neighborhoods, uh, they finish the Quran. Hmm? Yeah, maybe in the neighbors where there are many foreigners, I think. It's when, when you're in the Arab foreigners. Yeah. I remember I have uh, some friends, they live in Essen, Yurta. Yeah. So, uh, I think the majority of the residents in that uh, area, no, in that apartment, that estate is a lot of Arabs. So what they do, they organize the hafids mm-hmm. and then they have an underground masjid. Yeah, they okay. go and pray in that masjid. Yeah. The Arabs are the ones, the, the guys are the ones who are leading it and then uh, the rest of the estate came and play, uh, came, came and yeah. pray. They attended the taraweeh. Yeah. And also they did the same thing because my Edo was living there and she told me about the experience. I was like, mm-hmm. I wish I was living here. Yeah. But that is very far from where I live mm-hmm. and very far from my uni. Yeah. That is why I did not attend there. But it's because as a new, there are so many foreigners. Yeah, there's so Even many during foreigners. during Eid, it yeah. was trending on, the, not trending, but I saw on Twitter, like someone, a Turkish person commented, like uh, the, the country no longer belongs to the Turkish people because someone had posted Eid in the backyard. Oh. Like they were doing their own Eid. Okay. Like they were doing their takbir. Like even there, what is it called? When you go to Asofia, yeah. like we find, usually it's right, you find somebody wearing thob or kamis. Yeah. But during Eid, yeah, all the find, people wearing yeah. kamis, it's either an African or an Arab yeah. or an Asian. Yeah. Those are the only people you'll see wearing kamis yeah. or thob yeah. during Eid in Asofia. Yeah. So it's, it's crazy. In Turkey, they wear kamis, but it's different. It looks different, right? I have never been seen there, kamis. Do they have kamis? I see, yes, like the sheikhs, the, the sheikhs. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah the, like, it looks like a turban. Yeah. It looks like a kimono. Yeah. Yeah. They, they have not their own. It's like a thob. It's, yeah. it's a, their own kind of. Yeah. Like, it's like the Japanese uh, yeah, kimono thing. Yeah. yeah. But there are very few. Like, it's not, it's not it's a not rare, everybody. it's not a common uh, scene. It's like in some certain neighborhood, you'll see the people who wear the, the kofia, kofia yeah. and the tob, like the, the, the Muslim Muslim. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but you know, like there's some neighborhoods in Fati, you see like people wearing niqab, black or black. And you know the Turkish people, when they wear niqab, it's black. Not like in Isli or in Kenya where you wear orange niqab, green, navy green niqab, I don't know. Here they wear Colored full niqab. black from top to bottom, blackity black, black. Which I really love, you know, it's amazing. Yeah. So in Uskudar, if you go in Uskudar, they do they yeah, wear a lot because yeah. Uskudar is kind of like a conservative neighborhood, yeah. you know. But uh, so Istanbul your Ramadan is, was lonely. Yeah, it was. It was so alone. And then there was one day I went to Uskudar. <laughs> I don't know what I was doing, but I passed by a mosque near the sea, so I went to pray Maghrib there. So I was so focused in the in the in making the most out of the last minute before Maghrib that I didn't notice people were behind me, were planning a whole iftar. Imagine, right behind me. Yeah. They, were, they, were, they had put the, the paper yeah, the down, sister. they brought food, everything. I had Allah, Akbar Allah, so I was going outside, I think, to buy water or something. Then I turned, I'm like, wait a minute, wait a damn minute. Like there's a whole, a whole food table has been set, not a table, but on the floor. Yeah. And people are breaking their fast and they're like, come and sit and eat with us. I almost cried. <laughs> I also had the same experience. I almost cried because that was the first time I had iftar with people. Oh. It was the most amazing few minutes of my life, but it was so beautiful. And I really devoured into, into the food. Mm, the food was yeah. so good. Like they had rice with chicken curry and the, the stuffed pepper. And the chorba, chorba was my thing. You know, Ramadan without chorba is not Ramadan. Yeah, it's not Ramadan, true. So yeah. I had the chorba, we had water. I was like, I'm so. Do you know what I did? I took my phone and translated. I, I wasn't speaking like fully Turkish. I was like, this is actually the first time I've had iftar with people. It was, oh. 
felt like you're welcome yeah they felt it like this is the first time i'm actually having food so i feel like maybe they felt how lonely it is for a foreigner to live i wasn't lonely but it just clicked because i'm a grown you know grown woman uh, at this point i'm used to being alone but it was just a nice moment you know to break if that talk to strangers that do not understand me and i don't understand them but it was so amazing and i was so full yet the food was so little that's how much That's how Ramadan food. is, yeah. anyways. Yeah. I also had the Normally same experience. Normally, I would have eaten a lot, but the food was so small. But I was so satisfied. Ah, Alhamdulillah. Okay. It's because of the love that I came with. Yeah, I think because uh, of the the just the I way. I also had the same experience. Like I just took myself on a solo iftar date. Mm-hmm. I cooked my food. I went to Aya Sophia. Yeah, I <laughs> no plan. Sorry to cut you. Okay. No, pl- I didn't even have dates or water. <laughs> I was just going to pray Maghrib. Break my fast with water. Go sit in a restaurant, eat food, go home. Uh, my like, I planned my solo date, and then there's a culture here in Turkey that happens mm. during iftar time. They go to the masjid, especially in Aya Sophia. Mm. A lot of people come in the park. People mm, have different yeah. foods. Mm. Community come together and eat. That is something good. But you only experience that communities during iftar. Yeah. Once iftar is over. It's halas. Everybody's gone. Kilam tamen akwao. So I was just alone having my solo date. <coughs> and then I was just sitting alone having my own food. And then two sisters came to me. They're Turkish sisters. Mm. And then we ended up having conversation. They even gave me their food. Mm. <laughs> I went on a solo date. But yeah. my food like was just the food of yeah. some one person. Yeah. Like I didn't bring a whole platter. Mm. Like I didn't. I, I went there for the community-ness to experience. Mm. You know, like Ramadan. Like A bit it was loneliness that is what took me there mm. but I was like let me go out to the community also make myself mm. you know plan a date yeah. I went there two sisters t- Turkish sisters came to me we ended up eating I ended up eating with them yeah. we ended up having conversation till today I still talk to that sister oh, she's cool. called Salda she's amazing Allahumma barik mm. so that is what I how I ended up meeting people I was just remembering like like <coughs> you, make, you make you make plans like you, I was like I planned I went to sit in the masjid I was like I'm gonna pray have food you had your plan but then Allah had better plans for you yeah. he brought you food in the masjid <laughs> can you imagine while I was planning I was like oh I'm gonna eat I'm gonna pray then go to a restaurant seat and eat by myself but then Allah brought food and people so it's just that you know like you plan Allah plans. Allah plans and Allah is the best, best of plans. Yeah. That's you know that's a, that's a lesson right there. So, so yeah, that was it. my Ramadan 2023 was the most productive Ramadan I had. Mm. I I had set my goals. I have a journal. I've literally wrote everything I wanted to do. My plan was to finish the Quran twice and do one tafsir. My plan was to pray every single day qiyamul layl. I was doing my dhikr every single day. I had a certain number yeah. I was to achieve. And uh, I was praying my extra salahs. And for the first time, I achieved all my goals in that Ramadan. Yeah. Even on the days that I wasn't fasting and I was on my periods, yeah. I was reading my Quran from uh, the iPad yeah. and from my phone yeah. so that I can achieve my my goals. Yeah. And that was the best Ramadan. Yeah. Right now, I'm, I'm looking forward to Ramadan. Allahumma balighna Ramadan. And the fact that I was experiencing alone, you know, back home Ramadan. I know. You're in the kitchen. Think, yeah. You're in the kitchen. You're serving 28 people. Yeah. I don't know. You enter in the kitchen uh, evening, no, not like, let's say midday. Yeah. 12 or sometimes 1, yeah. all the way to 5. You don't have that intimate yeah. time with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Yeah. The most you can do back in Ramadan, home, is 
go to taraweeh and tahajjud yeah, and do the dhikr. That is the most thing you can do. And I miss, the only thing I miss Ramadan in Kenya is just tahajjud and taraweeh. That is the only thing I miss. Yeah. I'm sorry, my family is going to hear this, but I never had a productive Ramadan in home. Ah, <laughs> I never had. It's because they're always in the kitchen. It's yeah. either I'm school, yeah. I'm from school, I'm in the kitchen, yeah. and that thing should stop. Like I think we should give our mothers a break and our sisters. Yeah. Yeah. We give them their time yeah. to have their ibadah. We are really extravagant during Ramadan. Yeah. All our time is spent in the kitchen, cooking different kind of foods. Yeah. And uh, since I was living alone, I didn't experience that. I wasn't even cooking good food. I was just cooking meh. Sometimes like I was getting in the kitchen five or sometimes in six because yeah. from uh, iftar was around uh, seven, eight, thirty around there. Yeah. So I'll just get in the kitchen, make something quick for myself and then come back, yeah, continue with my, you know, my ibadah. That was the most productive Ramadan I had. Alhamdulillah Rabbil Alameen. And it was, I think, the most time, like, I started having qushu' in my salahs. Yeah. Like, I was in tuned yeah. with my fatih. I think that was the first Ramadan I started crying yeah. while reciting the Quran. <laughs> How nice, mashallah. Like, it, it was so amazing. So I'm looking forward to this Ramadan just because I had an amazing Ramadan this year, 2023. You mean it was the first Alhamdulillah. time you cried when reading the Quran? No, yeah. like it, it felt different this time. Ah, okay. It, like it was something different. Yeah. And it's because like I was doing the tafsir of it, so I knew what I was reading. Ah, okay. Like it was so in tune. I cannot, I cannot explain. Only my Rabb knows what yeah. I felt. <laughs> Only my Rabb in knows Madrasa, what I you felt. Taught, uh, tafsir al-Quran? No, we just taught the Hifz Quran, that's it. Just read the Quran, oh. that's it. We, we, I never did the tafsir of the Quran. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> really? I never did the tafsir of the Quran. Ah, me, I was never taught the tafsir. Like right now, I know it's because like I read the tafsir. Not only tafsir, I remember in madrasa we were taught even the, the reason behind the ayah. Ah. The why it was revealed. You went to a good duksi. You went to a good duksi. Ah. No, no. We had no. good, good ustads. Me, I didn't. Me, I wasn't. I, yes, I went to madrasa. But the only thing I remember in my madrasa just the, the what is it called? The fiqh. And the uh, hadith, that's it. Ah, they never taught me the Quran, the, the tafsir of the Quran. We but I went to the duksi and did the Quran. We were tortured. We were taught, we were taught hadith. Uh, this is random, by the way. I know. We were taught nahaw. How to... We were, the most difficult subject I've ever done in my life was nahaw. It was a, it was a subject about breaking. I wish I could go to madrasa again, to yeah. be honest. I wish I could go back to madrasa. You can still go. Now this is a challenge. No, like that madrasa. Ah, okay. That madrasa was madrasa. Was madrasa like, <laughs> We were literally breaking down the Quran. You know, Fasihi in, in school, uh, not Fasihi, what is it called? The, the tafsir. No, in in school when you're reading, um, when you're chambuaring. Yeah, fa- chambua shairi. Uh, not shairi, fa- shairi ama fasihi. Yeah. The, the, the set books we read. Yeah. To Chambua. That's yeah. how we are Chambuaring the Quran. Ah, in Arabic. Nice. Oh, Sleepless nice. nights. Oh, that's just that's to good. get a good grade. That's and I was a very good student, mashallah tabarakallah. Oh, like By the way, we're speaking Swahili to those people who don't understand Swahili. Yeah. Excuse you, I don't know if I'm going to do translation of it. Yeah. Then life happened. Yeah. I became a lost child. <laughs> <laughs> then <laughs> I'm trying to find my way back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But yeah, I was a, I was a good student. Allahumma barik. And and I was, was proud of myself. And let me tell you something. If there's something my dad did, the best thing my dad ever did was take us to madrasa. All of us. Oh, that's good. He didn't care about school. 
and i wish i wish i went to madrasa i wish i never went to school actually i wish i never went to, i wish i went to madrasa after madrasa mm. you know after finishing a primary madrasa there was like a high school madrasa yeah then my i remember my dad asking me why don't you go to high school madrasa don't go to school and i was like eh, bro everybody in the neighborhood is going to school high school you're going to boarding you want me to go to madrasa look at how my brain was thinking at that time <coughs> but if you take me back right now i will choose to go to madrasa than go to school yeah we all want that feeling so uh this ramadan was really good yeah. 2023 ramadan alhamdulillah rabbil alam it was good now let's leave uh, april behind may happened i don't even know what may did to me I don't have a clear. No, oh. I, do you yeah. remember May? Yeah, I had a roller coaster between May, June, July. Ah, okay. Maybe you can tell us about that because I don't. There's nothing specific thing on May. May, June, July. The only thing I remember is just my new uni stuff. Ah, uh, our our landlord told us uh. our son is getting married. <laughs> We need to move out of the house. <laughs> stress looking for a house okay. the same thing I'm saying. Let me like, give you the mic. So yeah. for me, May, June. July I was just busy with school. Yeah. I didn't even know anything. The only thing that happened to me on June I deleted my Instagram. Oh, major. That is the only thing that I deleted and then uh, I think it was around May I also started doing public TikToks. That is the only <laughs> thing I remember doing. Nothing else. I cannot remember something tangible. Yeah. Public TikToks what do you mean? Like you started TikTok. Yeah, I started TikTok. My account used to be private. Oh, okay. I never used to do yeah, May. Oh, okay. I think if I'm not wrong, yeah, I think I st- yeah, 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 yeah. It is that when I started, you know, doing that, whatever. I made my TikTok public. Mm-hmm. 